favorite weekly sports show that's right ladies and gentlemen it is it sports ball and i am your man jerome span and of course i'm here with that regular sports ball crew but don't y'all forget it's the prettiest face on itc right here baby but yes we've got the regular sports ball crew in the building we've got that hot take spitter the man who rips like dylan spits when he hits the microphone, he is the modern day Ali all day. When he steps into your home, all your ladies is gone. He is that man. Listen, I braved the wild last night to be here for y'all. I'm ready to give y'all the heat. Let's go. <laughs> and of course, we've got ITC's resident troll. He is that dude that sees a fire going and he says, I got that gasoline and gunpowder. What's happening? If you let him into your brain, it's going to drive you insane. He is that man. Damn. I wish I could light that same fire up for the Warriors. That's how I feel right now. I should have that same fire for the Warriors. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried to tell you. But since Daryl brought it up, we might as well start right there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, hit that notification bell for to get notified every time we drop some new content. But yes, Daryl, you brought it up here. Might as well start right with the Warriors. Daryl, the Warriors and Kings are going to game seven. I know before this series started, you were very confident in the Warriors getting back to their championship form but it's really looking like the Kings are the better team in this situation. How are you feeling about what happened, including uh, last night's game six, where the Kings ended up winning 118 to 99? Curry's missing shots. Everybody missing shots. People having bad defense. They just look like a bunch of old men out there trying to <laughs> Freaking shoot, injured, hurt. We got karate kicks from green, not called fouls. Yeah, I seen that nonsense. I'm gonna call it out. <laughs> I'm giving them criticism at this point. Like this is this is horrible. And now you have to go in their home and you're not gonna win. I feel like it's gonna happen. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. It's just going to be like, oh, okay. What's worse, losing to the Kings or losing to the Lakers? Which one is it? The Kings, for sure. Definitely the Kings. Because right now, even if they do win, they magically pull off that, that victory. All I see is see Davis just doing this all day. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Daryl, you sound very disappointed with what's happening with the Warriors here. I just want to say, before we hand uh, the mic to Mace here, told you so, nigga. Mace, how you feeling about this series? Uh, in particular, man, um, I think it's um, one of those changing of the handing over of the guard moments. Um, kings are young, warriors aren't. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, at, at some point in time, age catches up to you, and Draymond can't keep super kicking people. <laughs> you know, he, he can't super kick his way. Listen, he can't super kick his way to victory anymore. You know what I'm oh, saying? He can't HBK it out of out, nah, out, out of victory. No, he, he, can't, oh. he can't. He can't switch his music that thing <laughs> to victory. He can't. He probably be out there instead of putting up shots and he, instead of putting up shots in pregame, he probably be warming up that leg in the corner over there, <sighs> looking into the Raptors, getting it ready, fellas. You know, I told y'all before this series started, okay, I warned both of y'all. I told y'all the Warriors was done. Look, y'all know I love Steph. Loved him since he was at Davidson, right? I like Clay. I just like Clay's whole get down, how he just don't give a F about nothing, right? Like, I, I get down with that. But, dog, we are multiple surgeries and a lot of years into this, and – this is part of what happens when you are a championship level team and the amount of basketball that you end up playing, right? We all love the last dance when we was all locked down in the pandemic, right? What were they talking about? Bro, we were super dog tired by the end of that run. And I think it's finally caught up to the Warriors at this point. Look, Steph, I think he gave us that last, the last little bit juice that he had as far as like put the team on my back, Steph. That was last year. He was like, I'm willing this team to a championship, but they can, he can't do it by himself anymore. Clay and Draymond have both fallen off enough to where it hurts the team. More importantly, not on the offensive side, but on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense is atrocious. They now have essentially they're running out there for them to have their best offensive lineup. They have four guys out there that basically stink at defense because that means you got Poole, Curry, Thompson, Draymond, and whoever you want to throw out there a body at center, right? Four out of five of them dudes can't play defense. I don't even I'm going to say Looney's a solid rim protector, but he doesn't – for that offense to be to flow, more, normally he can't be on the court. I don't even want to talk about Poole. Poole can't even freaking hustle for a ball. He over here tapping it. And you saw street clothes hustle last night. Well, my heart dropped when I saw my man hustle for that loose ball break. They was up 30, and my man was hustling for it. I was like, oh, my God, please don't. I'm going to say this. They was up 30, and that showed me something that Anthony Davis, he he's now Anthony Davis again. He ain't street clothes. He didn't turn it up now. So I would call that man his name. He is Anthony Davis to me right now because, hey, when you up 30 and you still out there giving it everything, that means you sending a message to everybody to say, hey, look, I heard what y'all done said about our one championship. We're trying to go get another one right now, and we realize the door is wide open at this point. So we're going to make it happen. I got to say, I was, for as much as we kill AD on this show for not being available, that man murdered them this series. He was un guardable for that entire team 
And it's wild to see that we may finally see that moment where AD turns that corner from like, ah, he should be the guy that takes over the game and, and, and really has the impact to where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Now he is that guy. Because, look, I love Brian. That wasn't the best Brian series we didn't see. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I think they have to. And um, AD has to. He has to take the keys. Like he's got. Hey, he's got to drive the boat. And mm-hmm. and like I said, being up thirty, hustling for loose balls, that lets me know that you didn't kicked everybody else out the captain chair, and you're ready to drive <laughs> the boat. Yeah. So like, all that being said, let's talk about the the Grizzlies. Okay. The Grizzlies had a great season. Uh, they they won a lot of games during the regular season. I know they had, of course, they had the controversy with John Morant. We've had all the nonsense going on with uh, Dylan Brooks. Mace, Daryl, I got to ask you both. Going into this offseason, what is it that you guys feel that Memphis needs to do to get over the hump? Um, First thing I would say is that they need some – big man help uh because for for as good as defensively as jaron jackson is he doesn't play big he's a good shot he's a good um help uh help defender at the rim but besides that he doesn't play big he doesn't play big and he doesn't shoot very well um so to rely on him as your primary um post defender is is really what killed them to most, if you ask me, because AD pretty much outside of one game where he had where he just shot terrible for a game. And I mean the Lakers still end up winning that game, I believe. I think he ended up having like it was one of those ones where he was like three for like 13 or something like that. He mm-hmm. shot terrible, but they still won. But um they man, it's tough because Dylan Brooks can't come back if he's going if he's not going to back up his talk. You know what I mean? I mean straight up, you can't be talking reckless and then run away when people got questions. I disagree with Mace. I think the team needs discipline. There's no discipline on that team. How they play, everything. It's, it, no, there's no discipline. It's like. Hey, let me just go ahead and I grab the ball, run down, try to do a fast break. Let me fi- let me find like three people right there in my face and try to shoot a ball. Like, no, there's there's no discipline on that team, not at all. Oh yeah, yeah. The the and and Daryl's completely right right there. The best example is that is whenever um you know, I think it was on a few I, I think it was game two or three or something where um John Morant was um trying to come back and I think it was the game after the game that he came back after he sat out with the hand injury where um he was just trying to prove a point. I mean, I think he still ended up having like 40 some points that game, but there were a lot of fast break opportunities where he just ignored his teammates and drew fouls. And, and it's just like, where, I mean, who let's, is, talk, let's talk about it. He doesn't end up going on so like parallel in the air on LeBron if not for the fact that he was just trying to get buckets because that was a two-on-one fast break. Oh, yeah. He was not that's, the open man. That's the easy handoff. That's You can know, you can do whatever you want to at that point. You can behind the back do something flashy. You can 
You know what I'm saying? Give him one give him the, the, the magic. You know what I'm saying? He, he could have did whatever he wanted to right there, but he and chose the wrong choice. Like, I mean, I mean, there's nobody on that team to corral the young guys in and get them going. More like a hamster wheel. That's all he is right there. It's like, I'm just going to run, 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 run. That's all it is. All he's doing is more. That just doing, that right, doing more cardio. The Grizzlies are the the ultimate front runner right now. They can play good. They can play good when they're ahead. You know what I'm saying? They they when things are going good, they look like a good team. But they have no way to turn the corner if things aren't looking going good. When things start going a little downhill, it just snowballs and starts going faster. Can't line, but we gotta keep it moving. We have to talk about the biggest upset that happened in this playoffs. And that would be Daryl's guy, Jimmy Buckets, going crazy against the Milwaukee Bucks. Before I hand it over to you, let me just say my piece now, okay? Mike Budenholzer, why was Giannis not guarding Jimmy Butler? Why? Why? Y'all, you sat there and said... I see he's shooting over the top of Drew Holiday. We're gonna leave him on there. It's all good. You you then on the last play of the game, you don't have you have Giannis guarding the inbound going like this. That's a Brooke Lopez job, ain't it? I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> what Budenholzer did is a fireable offense. If not, look, if not for them winning that championship, we would be talking about Mike Budenholzer gotta go right now. So I know b- before that series ended, we talked about how the Bucks roster was leaving them in trouble because they were dependent very much so on Giannis because those other two guys are not that great. It was proven again in that series, especially with Middleton. Middle, hey, well, I feel, <laughs> sucks to suck, sucks to suck for y'all. Middleton about to pick up his option, and y'all about to have a heck of a time trying to figure out a way to trade him. So, my opinion, they messed up. They should have tried to fleece the Nets into getting Kevin Durant when they had the chance. They should have tried to. They really should have. Because looking at that team, I don't know how they get any better with the roster that they have. I feel like they have maxed out and other teams have caught up to where they are at now. And and then when that happens, the only thing you can do is shake up the roster. So, Daryl, I got to ask you, though, because I know Jimmy Butler is your kind of guy. He a troll, super troll. Like, that. that's your kind of guy. That is your peoples. How you feeling about this upset? Oh, Butler gets what he gets. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, honestly. I think Butler um, deserves this because, you know, there's many years, you know, like Butler has team on his back and team let him down. You know, this time is I have no negativity to Butler right now. I at this point. I hope. They knock off the one team I greatly does not deserve to even touch a championship. Because everybody just keeps on thinking that they're going. You you can get into the second round. That's cool. That's cool. 
but I like nagging injuries and I, I like injuries happening always every single year. So, you know, my negativity. It's not trolling. It's just the truth. No, nah, man, you're a hater. Y'all, bro, you're just a hater on everything in Philly. Here, see, base. Here we go again. This sounds just like what he was talking about with the Eagles, bro. Here you go again. Look, you're going to stop hating on my man and B. All right, my man and B be out there balling, balling, dog. You balling for that. injury. He can ball for injury. That's what he can do. Stop. You're the worst. You are. You, sir. Things the ain't, worst. I'm telling you, he, he ain't getting a chip until he gets off that team. That's all I'm saying right now. He ain't getting a chip until he gets off that team. You're going to stop being a hater, bro. Joel said, hey, fellas, get in my backpack. I got you. I hey, got I think, you. I think I got a hole in it right quick. That backpack got a hole. All, all the goods is slipping out. <laughs> Haters, but, but listen though, man, Jimmy is like that. Let's let's just, let's be real here. I mean, look at them last three, them them game what three, four, and five numbers from Jimmy. Jimmy like that, man. I mean, he he smelled blood in the water and he ate. That's basically what had Jimmy is like that. I'm hey, five dollars. You've just been fined. <laughs> um, fine. Who wasn't you? Oh, okay. okay. Somebody over there with their oh, <laughs> somebody forgot to silence their phone. <laughs> Not expecting people to call me. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 hey five dollars. But real talk though, Jimmy is like that dog, and and I think this series is going to be very interesting. It, wait, it's confirmed. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Heat and Knicks, yeah, bro. I mean, everybody likes to go to the garden and show out. If you think Jimmy ain't about to show out, <laughs> everybody wants is, everybody wants to go to the garden in the playoffs and show out. I think this is gonna probably be the one of the more fun series to watch. Uh this next round. Jimmy Butler's gonna try and keep going crazy. But who I actually want to talk about in this series is, did Jalen Brunson just tell all of us in round one that, hey, I'm that dude here? Y'all was talking about Julius Randle, but I'm that dude here. I'm going to put this team on my back. So can I can I address the elephant in the room and say uh, Luca held that man back? I Look, I ain't going to say Luca held him back. But Luca screwed himself out of having a great teammate because he always wants to sit there. Shoot! Um, hey, hey, you can say it. You can say it nice like that. I can just. I'll let you know the real. Luca played himself out of a good teammate because he don't know how to play without the ball. Hey, well, bro, hey, that man, hey, he. He went to New York and saw an opportunity to be that guy. And he's been that guy. I like it. You love to see it. Hey, I know I gave our boy Rocky some crap before the playoffs, and I was talking <laughs> about his Knicks. And I didn't look, I didn't already hit Rock up and apologize, but I'm gonna put it on wax for you too, Rock, because I was only here talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? About your Knicks before. Hey, look, man, them Knicks is for real, dog. 
the, the fact that they play that defense and now that they found a bucket getter like Jalen Brunson, them boys are for real. How far can they get? Look, the door then just opened up for them to at least get to the conference finals because, look, real talk, they're a better team than Miami. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler's probably the best overall player in the series, but they're the better team. So they Easy. should win this Easy. series. I'm I'm calling it it's going to probably be Nixon six, and they will end up seeing them in the Eastern Conference finals. That's crazy to say, you know what I mean? Because the Knicks have been the Knicks for quite a while in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's wild to see. But, yeah, they that team that team looks like they are ready to go, and their defense is for real, and that's something that translates from round to round no matter who, who you're playing. So, and, so, they, and, and for, for however great we think uh, Bronson is, Randall still got that dog in him. So, yep. the, for I, 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 I can already see it happening right now. Randall going to get matched up on Jimmy Butler at some point in this series. And uh, it's going to be some fireworks because you ain't neither one of them backing down from the other. So I'm ready for it completely, 100%. Sign me up. But now we get into the a lot of the crazy fun that's actually started to happen this weekend already. We have to start with... The WWE draft. I ah, see. I, I thought I was gonna say NFL draft, but now y'all got to wait. Okay, you got to wait. <laughs> Daryl, we saw the draft start going down last night. What are your overall thoughts and opinions? And for those that didn't get to see it, the first round picks will just call it right because somehow teams got multiple picks in the first round. Our shows did. It was weird how kind of weird how they did it, but whatever. First overall pick was, of course, the reigning, defending, undisputed world heavyweight champion Roman Reigns and the bloodline, right? Well, technically, Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. We're going to see about the Musos. We're going to see how he feels. Um, Then Raw got Cody Rhodes. SmackDown gets Raw women's champion Bianca Belair. And then Raw got Becky Lynch. So, Daryl, how are you feeling about uh, the overall results of the draft last night? Trash. Absolutely trash. That's, that's what this is. Draft is trash. I don't know what, what kind of draft. We just we just drafting sta- stables and it's supposed to be individual people. But we can't even do that no more. We, we over here doing stupid drafts. Oh, this is going to shake up the whole universe. No, this ain't shaking up nothing. This is just BS. We've seen Gunther on Raw like multiple times. We've seen freaking, well, we don't even, none of these people that got drafted in the first round, we've seen them on both shows. Now we just have them on a stable show. Big whoop. This was trash. Even when they even brought out that second round, that was trash. I don't know what they're doing. I tell you this, it, there's only like a couple names I want to see actually change. But at the end of the day, right now, it's just going back to two years ago what SmackDown was. That's what this is. Let's go back two years ago and have the roster. That's what it is. Because this is trash. It's not good. It's horrible. 
This is good for a casual, not for a long time person. This, um, you know what? We should just start. Um, if this is a shake up draft, we might as well sh- uh, switch up the commentators again, too. Then so, they just do that. Oh, before. you want to draft commentary teams, too? That's how you feel it? Hey, they did it before. What was the point? <laughs> they did it like how long ago? What was the whole shake up to that? So before we before like the interesting thing to me is that they brought not only the NXT women's champion also the NXT women's tag team champion and put them on different shows. You know why? Cuz NXT is stale. The women's division stale. The tag team division stale. Like there's no life in NXT right now because you you kind of bumped up everybody like solo was good la night was good you know they had little they had they had the they had the you crowd know, before you go wait, 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 go ahead and say it go ahead and who, who's say good it. i'm sorry who, who who did you say i didn't recognize who is that l a l a night yeah <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like they had like um like when you watch NXT, it was like, yeah, you got some fan favors. Now you got gimmicks that are trying to play out. They're not really uh exciting. You don't hear the crowds and the cheers. You got most of, you got you got your girl injured on there in the women's division. What's her name again? Wait, what? Your I'm girl. Sorry. Your girl that's my, injured, that's injured on NXT. Girl. Yeah. Who, who, who are you talking about? Nikita Lyons? Lyons? Yeah. Baby. She going to be injured. What was it? She injured her. She injured uh, like the whole, like two, two WrestleMania, two WrestleManias ago. Yo, she came, came after the last year's WrestleMania injured, gone, come back. Injured, gone again. Like she, she, she's useless on that brand. She might as well be on the main roster. She's just injury prone. That hurts her. Like there's no, they, they, they just, they just want someone to have the NXT Women's Title is just a pass up since. Uh, so do you think it gets an upgrade now though? Now that the wait, NXT Women's she title- tore her ACL meniscus. Goodness gracious! Hey man, we might have to put her on the. Uh, on Sasha, the you ain't got no knees program like Sasha. like Kawhi Leonard on bro you ain't got no knees okay but stuff. but do you think the NXT women's championship gets like a boost now that it's no. on SmackDown where they don't have a uh a no. title no it doesn't happen well doesn't here's happen. the thing here's the thing them championships are probably gonna get left in NXT okay okay but yeah but does that does that woman that comes up you so she's just, remember she's just solo the roster. Remember okay, okay, okay. Remember. Well, I'm, you know, Sam's trying to throw some some what ifs. I, I, I mean, technically, I'm, right I'm, now there's no championship on uh, no women's championship on look, SmackDown. Look, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't even know why you was asking me that question. Like you don't know what I think about NXT. Okay, I, Listen, I don't bro, even know. I, why I you was went just there. trying to broach the question because our viewers want to know too. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know why you went there with me. You know, our viewers want to know what happens. What, what do I remind everybody? 
NXT and what you do there means piss all nothing. Uh, listen, our on, viewers want to know what this woman's gonna do. On that logic, and NCAA means nothing. <laughs> there's some truth to that. What you do at the college level don't necessarily mean that applies when you talk about college basketball. Like and we've seen, well, we're going we've with football seen, too. We're going no, football no, too. No, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. When you ball, generally when you ball out in football in college, you're gonna be at least good in the league. So you you need to stop. Now, if you want to talk about the NCAA tournament with basketball, I agree with you. We've seen dudes like Mateen Cleaves, uh, 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 Ryan Dixon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what what was old dude Adam Morrison? We didn't see all types of dudes like this go crazy in the tournament and then get in the league and do nothing. So I what mean, was the other one? Jimmer? The boy was oh, out there. Oh, there you go, Jimmer. Hey, logo, hey, oh, logo, Jimmer. Hey, that's white man shooting squad right there. <laughs> hey, hey, logo, Jimmer, bro. Hey, my boy was out there hitting. Hey, that look. That's what we're saying. So, yeah, when, when you say, Daryl, that it's like college basketball, yeah, you're right. You're right. You could go out there, ball out on the national scene, and then get to the big time and just be trash. <laughs> so, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. But, Daryl, we got to keep it moving on the draft. I don't want to get too stuck there. I know you weren't generally happy, but do you feel like there was so, anybody that got drafted where this overall move is going to really benefit them? The only one that probably benefits anybody in a develop, uh, in like in a developed standpoint, will probably be uh, Indy, because she had finally had main roster type of experience. Like she came in the Royal Rumble before. Like she can hold her own. I just want to see like what kind of challenges she gonna have. But other than that, nobody right now for the roster is going to mean anything like what we going to have Gunther versus Miz for the intercontinental title and then have like a cold good old rivalry on that. We know theories coming to freaking SmackDown. So I'm already going to be mad about that already. <laughs> He's prepared to be pissed off. <laughs> like, I'm already, I'm already like easy pissed. And like we, we might as well send Braun Strowman and freaking Ricochet over to freaking Raw too while we at it. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, you can predict these drafts at this point now. You can really predict it. Like, what what are we going to have, Oscar on SmackDown? What are we going to do? We're going to trade Trish Stratus from Raw to SmackDown? Like, come on now. Like, what are we going to do? Like, this roster d doesn't even make sense. We have a bunch of guest part-timers in a draft. Like, come on, Edge is going to retire this year. Why are we even drafting the SmackDown for? What rivalry is going to do? He's a part-timer at this point. Who is he going to really rival with? Karrion Cross? They already didn't they do that already? No, I don't even feel like they did. I feel like that's going to happen though. Shinsuke, I'm already over it. I'm already <laughs> over these rivalries. <laughs> There's no pleasing him. There's no pleasing him. You know. You know okay, what? so Daryl. What what is something that they could have done in the draft that you feel would have actually made the product better for you? Because I know you're saying a lot of these things that are displeasing to you, right? What's something that they could have done, or or give me something that you've seen that hey, even with the draft that went the way it, that it did, that you're like, okay, this could work. Well, let's let's go like let's let's clear the air. 
SmackDown's the number one brand right now. Raw sucks. Raw is their is their ratings. Not not Raw. SmackDown is their ratings. So you have to have Roman Reigns on the rating brand. So you got the bloodline. Everybody likes the bloodline. So you're gonna have that. So if you want to have like a change of opponents, you want all that. You want Reigns to actually do something. I see where they're going with Bobby Lashley. Is he going to be in the main event spot? Maybe. Maybe not. But at the same time, I'm tired of him trying to get a U.S. title. Let him go for the actual uh, big championship. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, who else on Raw that needs, to like, some sparking? Um, I know they want – this is the thing. I would like Seth to go to SmackDown, but they're going to keep him on Raw. Like, low-key, I think Seth would be a game-changer to SmackDown more than him staying on Raw. Um, they need to revisit the Reigns and Seth Rollins thing again because if if the plans that they've been on dirt sheets talking about, maybe he's going to win this, this dumb title, that participation trophy title because at the end of the day almost like either giving it to Cody or you're giving it to Seth I see I see just stupid robbery patterns like we're gonna have Cody battle out with Brock Lesnar for how long we have Seth and whoever for around the whole US title scene Judgment, you know what? Judgment Day, even Judgment Day, even on SmackDown, sounds like a bad idea and a good idea at the same time. But you know what? I hold on. I gotta stop you. I didn't let you talk for about four minutes straight, and you didn't <laughs> answer my question. Not yet, <laughs> not yet, brother. What? Is something good that's gonna come from this? Who who is this gonna benefit? Because you can't sit here and tell me, me tell it's you. just all negative, bro. Listen, like, I'll come tell on, you. man. I'm like it's going. The, I'm like going down the list. I'm like the only thing. I'll literally. tell you. Listen, I'll tell you, Daryl. I got you, bro. I'll tell you. It's the oh. Usos going to Raw. The what Usos going to Raw. That could that. What's that do? What, does what that I've do? been saying needs to happen. Did you I know, not say this? You know what? You like, know how what? Do you, like, how do you start? To, how do you start? I got to you, I, I, I got the and, and start showing cracks in Roman Reigns' armor. You split up the team. How do you do that with the draft? Usos to Raw. I've been saying this. Okay, we have Usos to Raw, and then we have Randy Orton to SmackDown. Gotcha. Who? Hey. Who? Randy Orton. Who? <laughs> you know who. I ain't playing that game. I ain't <laughs> out. I ain't wait, out. Wait, wait a minute, dog. Wait a minute. First off, you're going to stop talking about him. Until that man figures out a new character, I do not want to see him on TV. So he figures out a what? way to play something different than I'm the Viper. I'm going to coil up. Ooh. Keep him off TV. No. What? What? We need Randy Orton. We need. We need what you them, need them for? We need, we need them punts, and we need them RKO's. That's what we need. Oh, yeah? So we haven't already seen the RKO delivered basically every possible way it could? Nope. 
can he at least do all right if you want to bring him back can he at least do some new moves and not be the guy that all you randy orton lovers wanted to be hating on john cedar for mr five moves of doom because that's randy orton hey back break <laughs> hey backbreaker slingshot freaking <laughs> ddt hand stomps then fist, then he hits you with the power slam then rko it's over <laughs> hey it's not my fault they get caught in the loop at least randy orton at least hit you hey how many times you seen john cena hit the five nothing shuffle to the mat not the head <laughs> how many times Hey, that's because y'all fools is out there steady complaining. Oh, he only got the five moves of doom. If he starts it up, it's over. So he tried to put in a little twist for you that I'm going to miss it sometimes. But guess what? Randy Orton, do you think he's going to miss that RKO? No. No. <laughs> what, what's going to happen? Randy's going to turn into the Viper and coil up and RKO. You know what? Maximum models can go straight the raw stay there don't need you in smackdown no more you did enough keep them on raw keep otis keep sheesh keep mr <laughs> keep, keep all that on raw like we don't need those bad gimmicks wait wait do, do it one more time do it one more time for me no it's against do it, it's my, yeah do it one more time for me please that was so great. It was on her point. Shoosh. <laughs> I can't I can't understand that. Like I, I can't believe how long he's been keeping that. Like that 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 gives me at hard. this point at this point he's he's jabbing right now because <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> keep, keep Mr. Shoes over there, man. Like Jeez, man. There's so many bad gimmicks on Raw that they just want to put them on SmackDown to give them some type of shine. You know what? Take half of the women's division. You know what? Make Ronda be on freaking Raw. Ronda on Raw. Ronda on Raw. I vote to it. Ronda the Raw. Why she got to go to Raw, bro? Take her and Shayna Baszler. Useless. Useless. <laughs> Useless my man is deal right now. <clears throat> Useless as she still says. <laughs> my man is straight Dio. Nah, but like, can I ask you, like, if if we had to go, if we had to go for on Raw, right? And you had to pick out the women's division to go on Raw from SmackDown. Who do you believe that they're gonna do? Honestly, it would. It would probably be Charlotte. And the reason why I say that is because this is a, another very cheap, easy way for them to somehow find a way to put a another title reign on Charlotte, but also not be squashing the ladies that they want to build up more like Bianca and Rhea, right? It allows those two to potentially now say we can have a longstanding rivalry. We can build things up there. I don't. I don't, you know how I feel about the whole Charlotte Flair situation. You know, I think it's very overdone. I think she needs to compete in rivalries that don't have to deal with the championship for 
probably like a solid year before we get back to her being in the title picture because otherwise at the end of the day the fans are always just going to say everything that charlotte does is just all about one more title run so we can get her over rick's number you know so it's, it's just really played out to me at this point i disagree with you though daryl i do think there were some good that came out of this good for groups like uh the oc it's going to be good for them. They can actually get some TV time now <laughs> and actually be in some rivalries that mean something. They couldn't, um, they couldn't have TV time because of AJ was injured. Yeah, but even and, with and, even and, there, and there's the, still three, the there's Carl. still three other people in the OC, dog. And Carl and Carl is freaking defending his titles and is other There's titles. still there that still leaves two other people in the OC, bro. <laughs> like I, I said mean, I said Carl and AJ. That means it leaves one more. Hey, look, there was plenty of healthy body. There was enough healthy bodies to wrestle for the OC. Okay. They just knew that they didn't have nothing for them, boys. Um, I also think it's going to be good for Matt Riddle to be on Raw long term because you ask Daryl, you asked a very pertinent question. What are they going to do with Gunther now? Well, here's your next guy that he's fighting right away. It's going to be Matt Riddle. It's, I think that services both wrestlers. It allows Matt Riddle to get back into the title picture without directly giving him another championship run of some type, right? And it also allows you to build up Gunther more because those two, that should be some very highly entertaining matches when we see them, right? So we should see a lot of that. And I also, if you want me to be real here, think it benefits Roman because like May said, they needed to start up the process of getting the Usos away from Roman Reigns and making Roman start to have some cracks in the armor. It, the only way you did we're going to do that and that the fans would accept it logically in their mind was if you split them up in this draft, right? Otherwise, it would just it would all feel very, very forced. So we will see what happens. With all that moving forward, I am curious to see where some of these rivalries end up going. Um, but I will say this, good for you, Bobby Lashley, too, because you finally get to get away from all this nonsense that they've been doing with Austin Theory. Thank God I am so sick of them trying to use you to build up Austin Theory. Okay. <laughs> Man, look, I, wait, wait. Seth and... Bobby Lashley for Austin Theory. That it made more. Hard. It made more sense with Seth. It doesn't make sense with Bobby Lashley. The Daryl. The reason why I say this: the visual. You don't look at Austin Theory like he's gonna be Bobby Lashley. You know what I'm saying? Like the visual just doesn't work, and it's because he does not have the resume yet that says that he should be beating Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is a multiple-time world heavyweight champion. There is no reason. He should be losing to an Austin Theory in a rivalry like that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So I think that's great. And you open up some fresh bodies to finally be in rivalries with Theory because Theory needs to work with some fresh bodies and stop working with some of the top guys. He needs to work with some of the guys that are like Damian Priest level so it does service for both wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Because then instead of it just like, okay, you're trying to take Austin Theory and bring him up here, now it's like, okay, we're taking both of you and bringing you both up here. So we'll see what ends up happening there in the long run. Again, I have my reservations because I don't know if you, Daryl, I'm sure you've read it too. It already seems like Vince has been interjecting in some things that he shouldn't, and he should just get <laughs> the hell out of the way. But 
Hey, 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 this is Vinnie Mac, baby. I run this show. Hey, he got two good hamstrings. He can do what he want to right now. <laughs> yeah, leave Shane alone, bro. Leave hey, him when, alone. And when, when in doubt, draft Shane to SmackDown. When in doubt, Shane O'Mac. <laughs> Shane, retire, my boy. I understand you don't want to go out with that. Retire. Because it could you could go out in a better circumstance, but it can also get a lot worse, my boy. So please just hang them up. Hang them up. Stay back. Look, hey, you don't want to be like your dad sliding into the ring in a couple of years and blowing out both of your quads. You blew out you blew out one leg. That means the next one you're probably blowing them both out at the same time. So just, just retire, my boy. Please, please. Shane we love you, Shane. You already a Hall of Famer. We love you. Please retire. <laughs> Daryl's face is great. Just like mm, 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 mm. Shane O'Mac. Hey, we're going. Yep. We're going to stop calling people Hall of Famers so they got on that Hall of Fame ceremony and get that ring. I ain't gonna call anybody Hall of Famer. Who, who are we calling Hall of Famers? Is not getting in. Who? Shane O'Mac. Shane, look. The only way Shane ain't going in is if Vince is so petty and hates Shane's guts so much that he's like, never while I'm alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's shit. the only way that's not happening. Like Triple Triple H don't even have a freaking ring. <laughs> Come on, you need to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's because Triple H, I think, is doing the old, maybe I got one more left in me. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he doesn't. That, not with that heart. Nope. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Hang him up, please. But also, too, Daryl, you have to keep in mind, they're probably going to do Triple H in a very similar way that they did The Undertaker which is it's going to be a big, big up celebration. Like, yo, this Hall of Fame class, these other people are going in, but this is really all about you. You know what I mean? So you have to also pick the right class for him to go into because you don't want to crap on other people that are deserving of their time in the sun, right? Yeah. Rey Mysterio's Hall of Fame was kind of trash, if you really say. Like, the nominees, they were pretty trash. I don't even think Stacey Keebler even needed to even be in there, honestly. She got fired. We know how she got fired. <laughs> I ain't going to hate on her just because that is a fan that got to become a part of the has a lasting impact that her name is still remembered in the business to this day. I'm not going to hate on that. I understand if, you, if we're talking just pure wrestling resume, right? She probably doesn't got it. But if we're talking impact, she's got impact there for sure. Hey, we we put the Bellas in the Hall of Fame, so nothing. Hey, well, you gonna, look, you gonna stop hating on my girls, dog? I don't understand your thing with the Bellas. They are Hall of Famers. I think what you are discounting, Daryl, the biggest thing that you are discounting in this is while you viewed them in your way that you had them, there was little girls that grew up with them that became lovers of this of this sport. Because of the Bellas. And on top of that, you gonna stop it. They did. Hey, don't act like you didn't love when they pulled twin magic on people, Daryl. Don't act like you didn't love it. You know oh, you did. Oh, I liked it when the Usos did the same thing too, huh? 
Hey, Twin Magic, baby, let's go. It's one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling. What are you talking about? Okay. It's why I can't wait, <laughs> why I can't wait for them, them, them college basketball chicks to get to uh get up there because they're gonna be able to do Twin Magic again. This will yeah. be awesome. I got what I got one question to ask you. Hmm. What what brand Big E's going on? I don't know. I gotta know the Big E can actually wrestle again first. Then we can talk about that. The downfall of the new days injuries. Hey, that, that it'd be like that sometimes. Be like that. No but, more suicide dives. You stop. <laughs> but we got to keep it moving here because, of course, this weekend, too, not only was there one big draft in the WWE, but then there was also the NFL draft, which started on Thursday. We do apologize again for not being able to do that live stream for you. We had some technical issues. Promise we'll make sure it happens again next year because me and Mace love doing night one of the draft. It's always a fun experience. So that being said, Mace, we'll start with night one here. We called that the Will Levis hype was going to happen, and we thought somebody was going to fall for the trap, but they didn't. He fell to the second round. A lot of guys went before him that weren't pro projected to, which, hey, again, shows that the Will, Will Levis stuff was really just hype, like me and May told y'all, right? All that being said, what are your overall thoughts on night one? Who do you feel like came out of night one as the biggest winner and who came out of this as the biggest loser of the night? Howie Roseman is him. Man, I hate to say it, but dog. Don't say that around Daryl. That man is cooking. My man is whipping that thing up. I hate yeah, <laughs> I hate to see it. Don't 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 act don't. This admiration for a guy doing his job well, don't act like I have I have lost any amount of hatred. But um Eagles is cooking. I, I hate to see it. I hate to Makes see you sound, it. You sounded like you've softened down the Eagles a little bit. Nah, they, nah, bro. I ain't soft. I, I can I can appreciate somebody doing their job well, but I still hate to see it. Oh, you can? Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Remember that statement. I'm yeah, yeah, that yeah. Back to you. Listen, I like I I'm ten toes with mine. I say I say what I said again. Don't do this to me. Okay, but anyways, um <clears throat> specifically about the draft, um I appreciate what Houston did because Everything that was coming out for like the past two weeks is that Will Anderson was going to be their guy, but somehow they made it work out to go to, to get the coach's guy and get the front office's guy at the same time. So that right there shows me that Houston is committed to D'Amico Ryan because they didn't just throw his opinion out and be like, hey, we got to get a franchise quarterback. I don't care what you say, make it work. They gave him his guy, and they got their guy in the same, all in the same breath. So I want D'Amico Ryan to do well. I want Houston to do well so I can go to some games and be entertained because they're right up the road. 
Um, I like I, I like the back to back number two, number three. Go get you guys, make it work. Another good thing, Houston. Uh, John Michi is uh, cancer free. He's back training, so I mean, that's always a plus with that too. Like you can't be. That's just a little side note, a little tidbit of, of great news. Um, another winner for me for um, the first round has to be Seattle. Um, they got, in my opinion, the best receiver in this draft and the best cornerback in this draft. So I guess they're all in on Geno for these next three seasons. I, I like it. Well, you know what? I think with Gino, they feel like they've maybe hit that um, that Rich Gannon type lottery, right? Where a guy who has had who had talent, but it just kept seeming like there wasn't the right fits for him over and over. And then somebody finally found the right fit, the right system for him. I think they believe in that, and they're looking at it and saying, "Hey, we can get, we can have him on the roster, and we can also manage to um, still consistently build the roster and make it better." with the control that we have on his contract, because he's not getting paid an absurd amount yeah, of money. Yeah. So there, I think they're looking at it and saying in the next three years, we could potentially get a Super Bowl as long as we continue to build this roster in the quality ways that we have. So I think their drafting was absolutely brilliant. The only thing that surprised me with their draft was I thought for sure they were going to try and trade up in front of Indianapolis to get Anthony Richardson, I thought for sure, like that's their, that's going to be their guy. They can sit him for a couple of years. That's going to be their guy. Right. But, you know, I shouldn't be surprised by Pete Carroll saying, Hey, give me the the guy I think is the best DB in the draft. When I already got another dude over here, who's a lockdown corner. Now we got two of them. We're going Legion of boom again, baby. Yeah. This is, this is right up Pete's alley, man. Um, give him a strong secondary. And he can make it work with the with the front seven. Cause I mean, who was who was a guy, like who was a legit guy on the front seven during the Legion of Boom era? I mean, you have Bobby Bennett. Wagner at, as a linebacker, but other than that, you can't really point Bennett. to that's it. Yeah. It was Bennett. You can't really point to one guy and be like, he's him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, this is the way Pete Carroll likes to likes to assemble his defense. He likes to uh build his defense from the back up from the back forward which is i mean it's not a bad i'm not gonna say it's a bad way to do things because if you can force a quarterback to hold hold the ball a little bit longer a lot of pass rushers are gonna look good so yeah i think they they made some very smart moves there um outside of the texans and the seahawks for me I'm sorry, man. The winners of round one were clearly the Philadelphia Eagles in my mind. Like, I, Howie is him, bro. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate it. I know you already kind of touched on it, but geez, man. Like, they literally added great talent that was value at the picks they were getting and also got guys that fit the position that they need. It's like, this is. This is wild. Uh, um, imagine this. Okay, so they lose Hargraves, 10 sacks at, from the D-tackle spot. Then you go out and get the best one at the spot. Uh, it's not winning them a championship, so I don't know why. And then the biggest winners, not going to win them a chip. 
and and not to, to switch gears a little bit, but the Lions, the Lions picking Jamari Gibbs finally makes sense now because as we were recording, um, the report came out that um, Lions traded DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. So picking, yeah, yeah, that just happened. Yes. Like I said, Howie is him. I hate it. I hate his guts. I hate their guts up there, but Howie is him. Oh, man. Yeah, that's literally as we were recording that happened. Yeah, oh, yeah man. it popped up on my ESPN. Dude. It popped up on my net, on my notifications as we were recording. I was like, yeah, Howie is him. There's no the other way e- around it. The Eagles are going all in. They trying to win a championship, bro. They really are. Um, I have to give them their credit there. But we can talk about the we got plenty of time to talk about the Eagles and all these other teams, but we have to talk about our teams, mate. So let's start here with your Dallas Cowboys picking at 26. They ended up taking Mozzie Smith. How did you feel about the pick? I like the pick because of the one thing we could not do is stop the run. In our last three playoff losses, we've given up close to 600 yards of uh, rushing yards. Um, so, I mean, it, that – that's a, that's a position we haven't addressed in forever. I'm glad they finally did. Um, I understand them picking him at 26 because I think I I think they want to. The reports are that they want to kind of like tweak his stance a little bit in in pass rushing situations because they they believe he can be more of a, a inside pass rush threat. But I mean, if you give Michael Parsons, any help on the inside, he's he's scratching 20 sacks. He's scratching at the door of 20 if you if you can get him any sort of inside pressure. So I mean, I, I like the pick. I'm yeah. I, I can't be mad at it. Like the at, the, at the the initial of talking about the draft, I said Kalaji Kansi, Mozzie Smith. Those are my initial before before combine and all that other not came out. One of them too, and we got one of those too. So the one thing I will tell you is Mozzie, over my experiences of watching him at Michigan, his motor doesn't run red hot. There's gonna be some times when you when he is on the field and you are going to look up and be like, Was Mozzie out there? Because you're gonna see these explosive plays from right where he's gonna get through the line, he's gonna make a big play, and then you're gonna be like, Well, where were you the rest of the three quarters for again? Who are you? So there is that worry that you have there for him. But I have to touch on the Bears and since we're still in this first round. And, of course, the Bears did what I hoped that they did, which was try and protect the quarterback. And they did, may not have gotten the guy that I wanted because he was already off the board in Paris Johnson. But they got what many, many view as the best overall lineman in this draft. And they're all right. So me as a Bears fan, I feel great about it. We needed another tackle. Um, Braxton Jones is going to be good enough to play tackle uh, for us, so I think we're good there, but we needed another one because I'm going to tell you something. On that right side, it was a turnstile last season. There's a reason why (laughs) Justin Fields was having to make some of these great plays. It was necessity, okay? Let me tell you. Um, So I think continuing to add on to the offense is a very, very great decision there, especially when when you've pretty much decided that, hey, Justin Fields is your guy. Because you traded away the number one pick, right? You said, he, this is our guy. We know we got something special. We got to build around him. So I think that's a great pick. Keep your quarterback upright. 
with the addition of bringing in Nate Davis in the offseason, moving white hair into center, um, moving uh, Jenkins to the other, other guard. Like I said, I think you have now a very solid offensive line that you can work with and make some plays. So I think that was the right decision. Some may disagree and think that they should have tried to, you know, go defense of some type. I think that's all foolish unless you were, unless Jalen Carter was falling into your lap right there. There's no reason to go defense because the players on offense were a better value. Especially I, th I think we said this anyway, it's from the beginning that the rebuilding of this defense was going to be a multi-year task. It wasn't just mm -hmm. going to be a, uh, let's get in this draft go straight defense and hope for the best. Like we knew, like, we knew coming in Chicago was going to have to go best player and then slowly build that defense afterwards. Yep. Yep. So I think that was a very good pick. Um, but I will say there was one pick that surprised me here, Mace. And, and I got to go with our man Campbell's dog. I do not understand drafting Gibbs that early. You could have gotten him with your second round pick. Why are you drafting him this early? It makes no sense to me. He dog. He's not Bijan. No, he's he, not Bijan. Yeah, no, no, no. So like, why are you taking him there? I don't get it, Mace. I don't get it. Like I said, even even with drafting, uh, even with trading DeAndre Swift, you already had um, David Montgomery on the roster, and you know what you're going to get with him. Yep. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's a nice one-two thunder lightning punch, whatever you want to call it. But you, if at worst they were worried, they could have got him at 18. Yep. If at worst they were worried about it, they could have got him at 18 easy. So, yeah, it's, it's a little head-scratcher to me, especially um, – there were, there's a lot of value in this draft that they could have went and got. At other My teams. issue with it, you traded Okuda this same offseason. You need help at cornerback. Emmanuel Forbes and Christian Gonzalez were still on the board. They were sitting right there for you. I do. It's just confounding to me because their last three drafts have actually been good. To then turn around and see them do this when they had – multiple first round picks it was like bro i don't i don't understand it but who knows maybe they maybe they see something in gibbs that we don't know maybe they're right i don't Listen, know but I'm, i think I'm, their defense is going to suffer i don't want to discredit gibbs because he can do something that not too many players in this draft can do he can run away from just about anybody we saw him turn the jets on against every team and i mean you can't catch the kid in the open space unless you have that angle and even then that angle don't mean you fast enough but that was the De deandre swift had that i don't know what yeah man um like i said picking gibbs that early just a, is a head scratcher yep i don't get it. it it's very weird to me um so Obviously, we both think that that was a little bit of a strange pick. So, won't get caught too much in the first round, though. So, Mace, let's go on here. Let's get back to those Cowboys. So, from round two and on, how are you feeling about the picks that have been made? So, I don't like round two and four picks. I do like Overshone um, in, in uh, round three. I'll, I'll get to the other two guys real quick, but it's just 
Overshone in particular, um, I think he's he he flashed, but didn't flash enough. So I, I so I, I figured Dallas could have got him in the fourth round, but maybe. But a lot of people had him projected third round talent. So I, I get that he he's a guy that plays in the backfield a lot. He will from the linebacker spot. He he he's a very um, he's a he penetrates as a player. Like he likes to disrupt in the backfield more so than um, sideline to sideline, I guess you could say. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that as much as, as Cowboys fans, we don't want to hear this, but Micah does need a break from time to time. So you can, so you can get a guy in there who stylistically plays the same. You can do, you can put him in the same positions. I'm I mean, you're not, you're definitely not going to get the same production. Let's not, I'm not going to fool myself there, but you have a guy whose play style and mindset is similar to what Micah wants to do as far as playing in the backfield. So I get that. We, we gotta, we gotta protect our guys, man. Micah can't be out there every play, but um, getting, getting to uh, round, getting to um, Sean maker. Um, I don't understand it. Why? Why? Why did you why did you go and and get another tight end that is exactly like the other tight ends on your roster? What was the point? Not like legitimately, what was the point? And not only that, you drafted a guy who's older than two and then the two tight ends on your roster already. Because he fits the mold of what they want him to look I mean, like, Maze. He looks like a Jason Witten, Maze. I mean, I listen. For as since, much crap, for as Jason much crap as I your team been searching for a new one. So you know what this so is. As, on, much crap, as much crap as we give Jason Witten, for whatever reason, he got open. Let's just be real here. We don't know mm-hmm. how he got open or why he got open. He got open. So we're not saying that it's a bad thing to want a Jason Witten tight end, but why not oh. go get – I mean, if, if tight end is there, why not trade up for a younger guy in Mayer or why not go get Laporta? Why, why not even wait and get – because Darnell Washington didn't even go until, what, the fourth round or third round, I think, to Pittsburgh? Late in the third round or or early in the fourth? Let me look here. So here's what's weird to me. If you were going to invest your second round pick into a tight end, why did you just trade up, try and get to the front of the round and go get Sam Laporta? Sam Laporta as a pass catcher is way more evolved than anybody else. As far as the tight ends go in this draft, he may not have the best physicals of everybody else, but as far as, Straight ability to play the position, catch the ball, get open, run the correct routes. He is the best tight end for that. He was out wide more than any other uh, tight end in, in the draft. So for me, it doesn't make sense just because in the sense that, like you said, Shoemaker is just like the tight ends you already have on your roster. So why are you not trying to go get somebody that's an actual difference that can give Dak another target to depend on? 
Because, look, we, we both don't think Dalton Schultz was anything special, but he was at least dependable for Dak. We knew he was a dependable pass catcher. He wasn't going to be your top-end tight end, but he also wasn't ever going to get you so bad of production that you were like, oh, my God, why do we got this guy on the roster? I don't know what you're getting out of Shoemaker for a second-round pick that early. I, I I don't get no, it. No, like it I said, sense to, me. to me, if you're taking tight end in the second round, either go get the, go get the freak of nature in Darnell Washington – or go get Laporta because Laporta is by far the best pass catcher, is the best route runner as from a tight end spot. And I mean, Washington was just, I mean, even, even they, they don't make many tight ends like that. Nope. Nope. So I don't get it. So how else, who else are you feeling so, um, as far as a qual? It was a good pick for your team. Cause I mean, you have, <laughs> I mean, you said like second I said, and like third I said, round, throw them in the garbage. Yeah, what yeah, about fourth Overshone, round? Fourth round? No, no, no. I liked Overshone. I, I was. Oh, you like? Oh, I was, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. It was. It was the second and fourth round. I don't. I don't nah. understand. This is another one I don't understand. They picked. Um, what is his name? Let me see here. Vime Fahoki Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cime's um younger brother, who's a receiver, who's a receiver for our team right now. They picked his younger brother. Um, that's cool and all. You want brothers on the team, whatever. But at the same time, I don't see the value in picking him in the fourth round when he's going to be there fifth or sixth round. That's another one of those head scratches where you go and get a um, a defensive end when that that's. I mean, what kind of production are you really expecting out of him? Like that that that's my whole deal. Um, I get it. You can't have enough pass rushers, and he may actually pop. You never know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that, that may be the case. So I know you are kind of sort of. Yeah. I'm, the thing is, we draft. Right, if you had to give it a grade right now, what would you give it? I would say a B, just because they usually I'm. I don't know when's the last time I was really outside of Micah. I don't know when's the last time I was really up on a Cowboys draft pick, but yet, but yet somehow they have been drafting well these last few years. So, I mean, I have to give it a B just because I feel like they may know something that I don't, which is probably true. Let's, let's be real here. They, they get paid to do this. I want to get paid to do um, this one day. So looking at you guys' draft history, I remember you were hyped about CD. Oh yeah. 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 You were hyped about Micah, and you really, really liked Diggs his first year. But yeah, everybody else outside of that, I don't, I don't remember you being real, yeah, real hyped on looking at their history here. But I mean, I was wrong on Tyler. I'll admit, I was wrong on Tyler Smith. I mean, he, he's a mauler on the offensive line. Let's be real. My man came mm-hmm. in and played guard and tackle. Great. <clears throat> well. I think the guy. I'd have to agree with you. I think the Cowboys do earn a solid B there. Um, while I disagree with the Shoemaker pick, I, I do also understand it, just in the sense that they're trying to replace Dalton Schultz, and they probably feel like that this guy's upside is there. I don't personally see it, but the Cowboys have not historically been too bad about bringing in at least a quality tight end over their over their history here. So. We'll see how that ends up working out. But moving forward here, we got to get to those Bears and. Outside of the first round, our first second round pick was at 53, and we took Gervon Dexter. Look, man, 
in this draft, I don't know how many linemen outside of the guys that were like first round talent that I felt were really special. But this is a guy that I feel can be a pick in the right direction because you need guys that can stop the run. He is good in stopping the run. His pass rush needs to most definitely be worked on. Um, look, in the NFL, to succeed as a good pass rusher, you need two moves and a counter. It's kind of like what Shaq be talking about in, in the post, right, in the NBA. Well, you need two moves and a counter. In the, in the NFL, be a great pass rusher is the same thing. You need two really good moves and a counter when they try and go after that move. Right now, he's got a very good uh, bull rush. He's usually pretty good with his hand placement, getting leverage and everything like that. So you got to develop something else. Uh, maybe, hopefully it's a club and then a counter, right? So you need something there. I think the pick was all right. You can't really be mad at it. The one that um, intrigued me the most out of the second round picks that the Bears had since they, because they had two, was getting Tyree, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, excuse me. I think Stevenson's going to be a steal for us at that position. His his hips are a little a little tighter than I like out of out of most corners, right? I don't really like how tight his hips are because what ends up happening uh, sometimes in deeper routes, he starts grabbing because his hips are tight and he didn't get the full turn and go like he needs to, so he has to start grabbing. That can get you in trouble in the league. I think you can coach that stuff though and help him, especially with his anticipation and stuff like that, to be better in that position. Because he's going to have to be up in a lot of guys' face in this cover two scheme. Look, man, hey, you may be in a zone, but they they require you to play basically man press off the line. So we'll see how that goes. I think that's a solid pick. Now, moving forward here, I will say um, I get the Zach Pickens pick. Do I love it? Not really. Um, there was other guys on the board at that time that I felt they could have went, and I and I also felt that going with an edge rusher would have probably been a better move considering you don't really have anybody and you might as well try and go swing for somebody that potentially has some upside there. Don't love the pick. I feel like Pickens will probably be good against the run, but I think he's a um, I think he's a two-down guy, Mace, the best way I could put it right. I, think, I really think I don't think he has the pass rush skills to be a three-down guy. Um, and then after that, this is the one I got to ask you, Mace. So Rashawn Johnson, or as I like to call him, Rocco, um, the Bears took him for, in the fourth round with pick 115. Running back was most definitely a position in need for the Bears. You're the Texas guy on this show. Talk to me about uh, Rashawn here. You're definitely going to get a running back who is an excellent pass catcher. Um. That, that's for one. Like, um, he's a converted re, uh, quarterback, but I, that really doesn't weigh too much on his uh, running style because, I mean, he, he falls forward. Um, they, Texas had a great one-two punch with him and Bijan. Um, obviously, B, I mean, Bijan was Bijan, but, I mean, Roshan gave you tough, hard yardage. He was great in the short passing game, the screen game. He um, did not shy away from pass protection whatsoever. If anything, he enjoyed uh, taking on linebackers. Um, you're getting a very smart running back in, in that aspect of pass protection and knowing when to slip out for um, for like I said, he, like I said, you're, you're getting a, you're getting a solid player. Um, I, I do expect him to contribute 
to the team. He he's a really good pass catcher, but like like, like I said, that's probably going to be the the area that he surprises you the most on those on those running back um, swing routes and and out routes, and he can even do some of the things that Bijan could um, catching passes downfield. Um, Who would your NFL getting- comp be? Because I know we could compare Bijan to a range of guys from Marshall mm-hmm. Falk to some of the more modern guys like McCaffrey, right? Who is your who is your comp for him then? Um, that's kind of tough. His comp for me would probably be, let's see, that's currently in the league. Doesn't even have to be current. Could be over history, but you've watched him. I have not really watched him like Mm -hmm. that. Who, who is the comp? I would say something on the lines of um, you're getting a, a, a James Robinson, a faster James Robinson. He He's really good at the point of contact. Like I say, you're getting a smart running back who who can find the hole. Like I said, he's sneaky good in pass, in, in pass protection and in running routes. I mean, and, and by no means am I saying he's slow. He he will he can run away from from linebackers and and safeties. So I mean, you're getting a solid player. I'm I really like the pick. Um, I would not have been mad if Dallas would have picked him around in rounds three or four. So I mean, hey, you piqued my interest when you said faster James Robinson because I'm one who believes that if James Robinson was just faster, that man would be one of the top five backs in the league because he ain't easy to bring down. Yeah, it's easy to get your hands on him. Like I said, it was it's uncanny for a quarterback to go and and switch positions to running back and they be that good at breaking tackles. Like he does not shy away from contact. That is one thing you're gonna get for sure. If you need five, he gonna fall for six. You know what I'm saying? Now the Bears did have one more pick that we uh that they got to before we actually started doing the show here. And that was in the fourth round. They drafted Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. I watched Tyler Scott's film. I was not impressed. But there was one thing that impressed me. His speed does translate. He's not one of these guys that's just um, that's just fast with the with the combine times and stuff. No, his, his film, he plays fast. Is he great? I don't think so. But on this team, I don't think that he's going to be asked to be great. I think he's going to be asked to say, hey, look, man, when we put you out there, you're going to probably be up against their number four, number five coverage guy out there. You got to be able to beat that guy. You got to be able to use your speed to put pressure on the safeties. I think the pick works in that way, but you know, we'll, we'll see long-term because I was amazed when it came to his route, actual route running, Mm -hmm. there was a lot. He left a lot to be desired in my eyes. Um, You know, I think, I think a lot of people will, will say maybe I'm being harsh, but his route running is more Calvin Benjamin than it's Marvin Harrison. You know what I'm saying? and and all my and all my real football heads, y'all know what I mean by that, right? Like Calvin Calvin Benjamin 
ran the roundest square outs I have ever seen in my life, dog. It, look, if yo, if if it was supposed to be a squared out or like an angled out, that man was rounding it out every time. Okay, we'll see what happens though. There's still more draft going on right now, so we will see what happens with the rest of these picks, and I'm sure we will be right back to give you more draft talk next week because that's what we do, baby. But Mace, tell the people where to find you. You know, uh, Twitter, funky underscore stuff, oh, nine, Twitch, twitch.tv slash swaggy mace. You know what the deal is. Follow your boy. Hit me up. Low Elo, tell the people where to find you. Twitch and YouTube. Twitch and YouTube. Low Elo Janitor. At J Span, the man everywhere. You easy to see my pretty face or the ITC logo. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate us, review us. If you only rate us four stars, I am forever going to call you a hater. You know we're a five-star show. But we appreciate you sitting in through us, sitting through with us. Excuse me, I almost tongue-tied myself there. With another resounding episode of your favorite weekly sports show. And that is ITC Sports Ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's never not going to say that. <laughs>